0: Welcome to episode 5 of the Photology Addiction, Recovery and Beyond series. So this week's guest is Sober Amy Charlotte, uh, taken from my IGTV series that I've recently done. Now we talk in depth around Amy's sober story. So going through younger ages in a long-term relationship when she was younger. And then how when she sort of ended that long-term relationship in her early 20s, sort of felt that she needed to sort of turn to drink in order to fit in and use it as a sort of a confidence aid. Now, that also then goes into the sort of blackout drinking, the not knowing where she was last night, what she did, and that anxiety that comes from it. So we both talk about our own um, examples and experiences of how we've gone through similar cycles of behavior. And how that's actually led her to then decide that she wanted to be sober, how she's sober within a family of drinkers. So I think a lot of um, my guests are in families of drinkers, not necessarily alcoholics or addicts, but people where alcohol is sort of associated with celebrating, associated with being sad. So just how she sort of navigates around that as well. And it's just a really good insight into another guest's sober story. So enjoy so I think the sort of structure of this follows like all the others, just helps people sort of relate to um, everyone's sort of sober story. But if we just sort of give us a background of where you're from and then just sort of go into the growing up around booze, et cetera, and then your sort of reasons why you gave up booze, mm-hmm. whether you've given up mm-hmm. booze before, and then I'll just ask them awkward questions and then we'll 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 just talk about the benefits and struggles a bit after you've done that, and then also I'll chuck another question in about the pubs' opening up.:
1: Oh yeah, okay. yeah. all right, so um, starting from when I would like grow- growing up, um, my family have always I've always been around drink. My parents have always drunk you know, with dinner in front of the TV. Um, it was never really an issue for me though, so when I was a teenager. Um, I was in a long-term relationship from, like, 15 until I was 20. So I I think I went out once with a fake ID in that time. Like, I wasn't really bothered about going out. Um, But then when that relationship broke down, I guess I kind of had to try to find myself growing up because I spent so long with this one person. And in that time, I kind of lost my friends as well from school. So I then went started going out drinking and... um, I guess that's where it all started um I don't I would say probably so I'm 26 now and I would say my issue really started from the age of like 22 and that's when I was um going out uh, getting blackout drunk um you know uh god sorry I've got a brain freeze now <laughs> I was like just thinking Um, So yeah, I was, you know, going out all the time um, to the point where I was getting myself in a lot of trouble, not like with the police trouble, but not knowing what I was doing and um, not knowing how I got home. And I think probably most people who watch this will have the same kind of, um, uh, what's the word? Help me
0: out here. Yeah. Experiences, yes. Yeah. So just to sort of set the scene a bit, did you go to university or were you sort of in that relationship from, when 15 to 22 age?
1: Yeah, so um, I didn't go to uni. I just went to college and he went to the same college as me, but he was like a year older. So I never did the uni thing. I never uh, parted at uni or anything like that because obviously I didn't go. Um, my issue really started when like I said when I was about 22 and um, uh, I can't really think of a time I guess that it was really really bad I think it's up until 22 until 25 and that's when I kind of stopped drinking I'll go into that in a minute Um, just a few things I can say that like happened to me personally Um, one being it was so stupid so two years ago I had a flight and um, I was going to Portugal so I stayed, you know, you've got the hotels at Gatwick. I stayed there because my flight was at like five in the morning. And then um, I, I remember going and I bought one small bottle of wine and my plan was just have a bath, have that wine and then go to bed. But it was football. It was uh, bloody, what was it? what was it called? World Cup. So I went down on my own like a saddo <laughs> and then um, started drinking. And I obviously got talking to people, but I, I'm not joking. I cannot tell you what happened at all. all I I kind of remember putting in my pass, password on my phone and to set an alarm and I obviously locked my phone for I think it was like four or five hours so I couldn't get into my phone and then I passed out. I woke up at six o'clock and I remember thinking oh my god I've missed my flight and I was honestly the, probably the worst point of my whole drinking that day because I thought I was, I was in a panic because I couldn't open my phone for another half an hour. So I was like pacing up and down the room thinking, shit, my mum and dad are going to go mad because I had to go and pay a bill in Portugal for them. And then, um, so I remember just getting back into bed and thinking, oh shit, like what, what is life? Like, what am I doing? And then um, I finally got my phone and stuff like that. So I, I had to go down to reception and obviously at this point I had the worst anxiety because I don't know what I'd done or I don't know if I got in trouble or anything like that, but I had to go down. And then I had to make some bloody excuse saying that my phone ran out of battery and I missed the flight and things like this. And then I had to pay, I think it was like 280 pounds to get a flight the same day. And um, I was on the plane and this lady next to me had like barbecue crisps or something. And I was there and I was like, oh my God, this is horrendous. And I was like, you know, the sick bag, I got that out and I was like, okay, come on, pull your stuff together. And it was awful. And, um, Uh, yeah I finally got to Portugal and I thought like I was like okay so that was not a great thing that you did but we learned from it got off the plane and then obviously started drinking that whole holiday was spent drunk had no idea what I was doing again and then um so that was one time that was really bad and then another was um you you live near London don't you yeah yeah, just in uh Wimbledon right yeah so I went out um, it was my birthday and I went to London with um, a friend and she had she lives in Bromley so she put me on a train back to Eastbourne and um, I fell asleep to I ended up at Hastings if you know it or Bexhill somewhere quite yeah. far, away. and it was the last train and I again I can't remember any of this I had to talk to my mum because I went to the taxi and apparently he refused to drive me home unless he spoke to someone that I live with So I must have passed the phone over to my mum and then obviously got taken back. And I think it cost like £50 or something stupid like that. But um, again, like it's things like that I cannot remember at all. Couldn't remember. It's
0: it's, it's funny you talk about falling asleep on the train and not remembering stuff because that sort of got normalised in my group of friends. So I won't talk talk about anyone individually because we've all done it. But it happens all the time, like right? the person would say, I don't know whether I paid for a taxi twice, um, yeah. and just stupid stuff like that. People have got buses, they've fallen asleep all the way to the other end, fallen asleep all the way to the other end again, and then they walked in about six hours later. Know, and it's, it's he's, doing, he's doing that continuously, when I think it's sort of wears thin after a while, but... In terms of the, the anxiety then, did you sort of just always get that anxiety because you didn't have an off button?
1: Um, I've always been an anxious person, always. Um, even as a child, you know, I've, I've definitely been a worrier. Um, drinking made it worse, but I it took a while to realise that. So, you know, if I was anxious, I have a drink, uh, happy, have a drink, upset, all the time, had a drink. And I should probably say that I wasn't, just when I went out and drunk I was a bring back a bottle of wine after a day home drinker as well so I would be like in bed watching tv drinking wine on my own and I did so I did that again for three years and I thought okay this is this probably isn't normal because my friends didn't do the same they would just go out and have a few glasses of wine and that was it whereas I always bought a bottle home I probably drunk five to six times a week um and even when that bottle finished i remember another thing i was uh one of my friends wanted a, a call or skype or whatever it was and they were about to have a drink but i'd finished my wine obviously i couldn't drive to get some more so i made pims and orange juice like that doesn't even go just
0: we, we've all been there i've done something I similar
1: <laughs> and it wasn't a weekday as well so i had work the next day but i just thought that i had no lemonade so was like okay just go for the closest thing so i went for orange juice but that that's all my fat as well my parents and my brother especially my brother he's a year younger than me he has no off button at all and neither do my parents so it's obviously I don't know if it runs in families or whatever but we just all of us are the same Um, I guess for me I kind of looked at myself as a person and do you know what it was I hated having to ask people how i behaved and i hated having to wait for the reinsurance that i was okay from other people because when i went out drinking i would always wake up at like six in the morning and that's when the panic would set and i've got one friend blessed i don't know she's probably watch him, but i always text her saying like oh my god i don't know what i did i'm so worried like I, I can't breathe and that's how bad it got and then the people that i went out with would wake up at like eleven, twelve. so i had to wait those six hours not having a clue what was going on, you know, not having a clue how I acted or if I upset anyone or I had not, because that's, that's how I drunk. I always drunk and then I never, ever remembered it, ever.
0: So, Did, did you ever get labelled as a, a liability or were you sort of consistent with how you were when you had your blackout?
1: Um, I don't know. I never got, apparently sometimes I was quite rude. So I remember when I first gave up, the the bar lady she was quite blunt and honest and I said oh I'm not drinking I'm you know I've given up this was last year she goes oh good um you're always quite rude when you have a drink and I was like oh god okay (laughs) and then when she said that again I hated myself and I was like panicking I was like god what have I ever said to you to upset you to say that you know that's that's how my brain works I'm very definitely very anxious um I I think I was always a nightmare and I always ended up wanting to get food. I know that for a fact, you know, that's just what I did. So I think I get to the point that I had enough and then I went went for food. So um, just very, very unhealthy in general for my health, my body, you know, my mental health as well. Um, even since I've given up, I obviously still do get anxiety and I do get anxious, but it's nothing like it was before. And it's um, it's manageable compared to how it was um So yeah,
0: that's so, really. Would you say because there, there's always some some sort of argument I find on Instagram anyway that some people say they were an addict, but some people are sort of on the other. But there, well, there's no real two sides. Giving up drinks a good thing, um but would you say you were addicted to booze?
1: Yeah, I would and it's actually funny i said this again this is last year so we'll go on. in a minute i'll say because i i have done this you know i've gone a few months sober before last year um but i said to my mum last year oh you know i've been sober for three months and she turned around and said um and obviously this is no offense to anyone but she said oh why are you saying it like that because it sounds like you've got a problem and i said to her well just because i didn't wake up and had a drink it doesn't mean that i didn't have a problem because I honestly do think if your life and your thoughts are connected around alcohol as much as they were mine, it's, it's a problem. I think if people can go out and take or leave alcohol, they probably don't have a problem. Whereas if you go and you know that you have to drink and then you can't even just stop at one or two or, you know, or three, obviously it's different, isn't it? Because people can go out once a month and get drunk, but then that will be it and they can get on with, their day, they don't get anxiety, they don't drink for another month. But with me, it was all or nothing. I either went out or came home with wine to the point that I was drunk or I, I can't just not drink. There's no so
0: can, can you remember um, the sort of relationship between why you drank in the first place? Was it just the sort of societal reasons or were you uncomfortable in groups or...? Mm
1: no never, it's never been, yeah it's never been i've always been quite uh confident in myself so it was never for the social aspect um i definitely from the relationship i it wasn't a great relationship so young as well you know i went through some stuff that probably it did affect me and i ended up having, like you know getting counseling for that years after because i didn't i was holding it in and i didn't realize how much it was affecting me so that i think I think it definitely came from that relationship and then trying to find myself and thinking that that was the way to do it. But I can't pinpoint exactly why it got so out of control. I really, I couldn't tell you why. I think it was just a gradual thing um, that, like I said, started in my early twenties and just got worse as the years went on. Um, but I can't, I can't say for, a, you know, a, oh, that's why I started drinking because I, I don't know um i i I do honestly think it's probably just from the relationship and then being on my own that that's why it started so
0: yeah yeah the only reason i ask that is because sometimes people can sort of know why but quite a lot quite a lot of it's just societal drinking i think as well um yeah so then you stopped and then what happened, was it the fact you've stopped once before was it?
1: Twice, so um, last year I, why did I stop? Let me just think what happened. I think, I think I just got so fed up with feeling how I was feeling and like I said for me, waiting for someone to tell me how I acted was the worst part for me. and without sounding dramatic, I did text my friends saying, like, right at this right this second, I'd rather die because I actually my anxiety is that bad. that I have no idea. Like, and and it, to be honest, it always came back fine. Like I'd never did anything outrageously bad. But in my head, my head just didn't think think the same. So, yeah, last I last year, I got to the point that I was like, right, Amy, like if you carry on doing this, your life isn't going to go how? Oh, sorry. One second. Um yeah, your life isn't going to go how you want it to go, so you're going to have to make some changes. So February last year to April, I stopped drinking. And I went to Portugal, and it was exactly three months. And I said to myself, oh, right, okay, I've done three months, so um, I'm going to try to drink again. And I text my mum, it's weird, I text my mum and said, mum, I think I'm going to have a drink. And she said, you know, do what you want to do, you've done three months you'll probably be you'll, you'll probably be okay so I was like right okay she said okay so I'm gonna do it so I went to go get a bottle of wine and I drank it and then obviously went back to the shops and it was in walking distance and um got more drink and then woke woke up and it was like early evening and you know when you wake up and you're so confused I was like what the hell's going on and I had the worst headache and then I hated myself I was like why have I just done that that's three months down the drain and things like that and then i was in portugal for a week so i just carried on drinking for the week but it was nothing crazy because i was on my own and then came back and then luckily it was it was weird i stopped drinking soon after for no reason i think i think i realized how much you know how what's the word good they go how good i felt not drinking so um yeah may last year i um stopped again up until september so 114 days I did, I remember that. So I went to Portugal twice in that time, had two sober holidays, had the best time ever. Um, so relaxed. And then I, again, I don't know why I started drinking. There's nothing that, nothing that happened. I went out with a friend that I hadn't seen for a while and he didn't pressure me at all. And I just said to him like, and he goes, look, just do what you want to do. He's like, I'm not, I'm not bothered if you drink or not. And for some reason I drank. But again, I didn't just have two. I drank probably a bottle of wine there. Then we went to the shop after more wine. This this, this just how it goes. So that was in September. And then, unfortunately, I carried on going up until um, March. So it was quite a while. Uh, not, not as bad as I had been before. I think I definitely slowed down my drinking to a point where I wasn't drinking at home as much so I think I did you know I stopped doing that but when I went out I still drank a lot that I couldn't remember um and then what why do I oh okay so February I had a bit of a shit week really so obviously my cat who I had for since I was 10 he got um he had to get put down and the next day I found out that my grandma was unwell So um, that, it was like one after the other. And then I had a um, work night out on the Friday. Um, Actually weird, I was at work on um, Thursday and spoke to my boss and he said, we had two and a half bottles of wine each. And I was just drinking, like had no off button. And I was never, I'm never sick when I drink ever, but this time it was, I was sick on my clothes. And luckily my friend brought me home and um, I was sick all on my all over myself. It sounds disgusting. And then I woke up, and obviously I got undressed in the shower, and I was like, "What? Like, what is going on?" And then, yeah, that for me was like, right, this like this is not good. Like this like you feel no better for drinking at all. Actually, I felt so 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 bad for about two weeks, um, and I don't know about any probably when you know when you go out of work a lot and you think. If you go out with friends and you act like an idiot, it's not so bad. But when people that you work with don't know if you get that, I don't know. I've
0: I've had so many bad experiences drinking because I'm anxious in new situations. I used to get blind drunk. I ended up in a wheelie bin at my first ever job working for RBS. And I had to get taken home by luckily an old school friend working at the pub I was in because no cab would take me. That was my second day in the office <laughs>
1: oh my god i bet you the anxiety was bad the week afterwards and when you went
0: back oh in? it was awful but that that was when i was 25 so i managed to keep going for another six years we sort of going through that similar cycle but no that with friends it sort of gets normalized if as long as you're not angry or aggressive towards anyone you sort of say okay that's okay yeah. but then with work it's completely yeah. different and um,
1: yeah it is complete luckily i've been at the company that i work for for nine years so um you know i know i know everyone i get on well with the bosses and stuff but still it's still you just thank god just in case um but my friend came and like i said he picked me up but he stayed for a bit and the next day i was like oh my god what did i do and he was like you were fine amy but i still didn't believe him i was like no i wasn't okay like it, that's how bad I get the day after it's a complete write-off for me um so yeah after after that I spent the whole day in bed and then on the Sunday I had one drink and I was just drinking it I was like right this is this is the last one like you cannot carry on and then I haven't had one since um I don't people I've, I've obviously followed quite a few accounts in here and I can see that people have done the so you know they do a period of time being sober and then they start drinking again they say that the second time around feels different obviously this isn't me saying to anyone if you're the first time around like go and drink and then the second time it will be easier but for me personally i don't think about drink as much anymore um before i was you know you do i don't do you have that sober app i don't know if you do but you know my you make this pledge thing i don't know if you've heard of it maybe
0: Um, I used to have a tracker app for AA, but I think it's a bit more... A bit more
1: yeah. Track-a-rap. Well, I had this tracker app, and like I said before, I was, like, making the pledge thing every single day. Um, I was counting the days, I was obsessed with the days, whereas now I am i don't do that. And um, I, someone's asked me, actually, if they think, after lockdown, you know, I know we're, like, kind of coming out of it, but how, you know, if I think I'll still be OK. And I've just said, yeah, because I actually don't miss drinking. And like I said, for me, it wasn't going out. It was I could have easily have bought bottles of wine during this time, and actually, um, I did. I kind, of, I didn't like, didn't lie to you, but I did buy a bottle of wine on day sixteen, and I did. I think I no, I put a post on um, my my page, and um, I poured the glass of wine. and I literally stared at it for half an hour, and I was thinking to myself, like, we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation for, and if I had drunk that wine for me personally, I'm so hard on myself. And if I put my mind to something and I fail in my head, I'm like, right, I failed. Like I find it really difficult to get back on the track, right track. If that's the right way of saying it. Um, so yeah. And I got, the, I got the glass of wine and I just poured it down the sink and I was like, no, nope, we're not doing, I'm not doing this again. And then that's it. That's the only time that I've had a really bad close cool with that it's so still pretty good
0: self-control though to be able to pour it out and then pour it down the drain so credit where credit's due on that one <laughs> yeah. um and then yeah it, it sounds similar like when when i speak to people on these it's really good because there's a lot of similarities between so many people around anxiety and it sort of builds up for people that's why i gave up the drugs is because of the mental health issues of waking up all the time after having probably <laughs> three days sleep during the week. And it, yeah. it was the same with yeah. the alcohol as well. Before I found drugs, I was that go-out-twice-a-week person, but I would just keep drinking until I didn't remember anything. And then you're yeah. just scared in the morning, seeing if like, you killed anyone on the way home or not. Or watching the news going, oh, God, I hope <laughs> that wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. so, so how many months now have you been sober for?
1: Uh, nearly four months it's it's funny actually because um in sainsbury's they've got a really good cake it's a birthday cake (laughs) um (laughs) there's this one guy he's very friendly and i brought another cake today like i'm seriously like i'm just buying this i it's well if anyone i don't know if anyone's like but it's this chocolate like vegan cake cake from sainsbury's it's amazing it's quite a lot of money for what it is but i keep buying them And he goes, oh, another birthday cake. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I'm thinking. Um, But it's just things, you know, it's things like that that I don't feel guilty for anymore. Um, Not that i ever felt guilty about eating food and stuff. But just generally, like, if if I want something now, I'll have it. Because I'm like, anything is better than me drinking. And if I want to eat a whole cake to myself, I'll do that. (laughs) So, yeah, I've got a new addiction now. But... um, uh, well, what did you you asked me something and I've completely
0: gone off track? Did you ask me something? Well, no, no. We were just sort of bringing it up the current day, and then I was yeah. going to just go into sort of the benefits of sobriety. I know you sort of explained them already, but if anyone does this this thing and they're sort of on that same, I get anxious, but I don't know whether to give up booze. What what would you say are the main benefits you've had from it?
1: Um. I honestly can't say how good it feels to wake up knowing that you're safe. I think for me, that was the main thing. Like knowing that I was okay. And um, like you say I wasn't going to have any police knock on my door saying that I'd done something or anything like that. Like you just know that you're fine. And also um, like today, my parents have gone to, this party thing, like for Canada Day, because there's a Canadian that lives down the road. And um, they're like, oh, do you want to come? And the thing is, I can easily socialize without drinking. And I think what I've learned is, if you are around people and you feel like you have to drink around them, that they're probably not the right people that you should be with. Um, if, you know, if, if you're know, if you with people that you've got a true connection with, you shouldn't need alcohol. Um, so yeah like i said my mum and dad invited me but i just thought i'm so over the boring same old conversations and they all get so drunk you know another level drunk and i just don't i can't relate to that anymore um so this because you said didn't you before what i find uh being what i find hard sorry, being sober i think it is the the loneliness feeling sometimes um you feel you do feel like you're kind of alone in this i don't know if you feel the same but especially when you don't have any sober people in real life that live close to you, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think right? that's,
0: that's probably. Yeah, then, it's, it's probably the biggest thing. That was probably loneliness was the biggest thing. Sort of getting past thirty, friends getting married and moving around, whatever. But then I was sort of isolated in the way that I was, and then you sort of you feel like you're isolated again by coming out being sober. Um, and it, it does change the dynamics of it because I'm not comfortable seeing people get drunk. So for me, I've had to change who I hang around with. I've had yeah. to change the way that I do things. And, and for me, there, there isn't a massive pool of sober people near me that I, I know. Instagram's been good. Yeah. But I think we've spoke yeah. about it before. You can't get away from the actual human interaction with people in terms of actually being able to do things and go out that doesn't revolve around going to the pub yeah. For example.
1: yeah no exactly um don't i i definitely have some really really good friends um i'd say three really good friends who drink themselves but would go out their way not to drink around me not that that's an issue for me but you know like they would say you know this is going to be a day that we do this with no alcohol they're you know just really really supportive but unfortunately um i don't live that close you know one lives in bromley don't exactly live down the road from them um one person lives in portugal he doesn't drink at all so it's really nice hanging around with those kind of people you know that you can just like do things with rather than it being around alcohol um i don't i can i can be around people that drink but it does get to a point that i'm like right i've had enough now and i just have to walk off or leave um Especially with with my family and my brothers had to move back home for a bit and like I said, he drinks every day, and um, I find it difficult to be around that. So I do find that I have to to leave them to it. Um, but yeah. Have
0: you tried any of um, the sort of sober communities? they not. I'd well, well, we'll talk about the sober communities and then we'll talk about AA. So.
1: Mm. So. So
0: have,
1: yeah, sorry, the- have you tried like- any?
0: So like sober girls society, sober and social, the sort of um, ones that keep cropping up.
1: Yeah, I I'm sorry, a member
0: of sober girls. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I follow. I do follow them, um, and I've, I've spoken to quite a few people via Instagram, which is really nice. I don't think anyone. i have not. i not spoken to anyone that lives quite close to me, so. Um, but it is lovely just knowing, and I think that's where I went wrong last time when I started drinking again. I I stopped reaching out because, not because I was embarrassed, just because I didn't realize that people were really there for you. But I think what I've learned this time around is that there is always someone that is willing to listen to your, you know, if you're struggling, there's always someone out there, especially on this community. Um, you know, people are just so lovely because of we can all relate to each other in a in a certain way, can't we? We've got something. We've already all got something in common. So, yeah, I I feel really thankful that I've met some really nice people through Instagram. Um, AA, I've never done purely because um, I don't really I don't know why I've never done it. I've I've heard really good things about it, but I guess for me, I don't feel like I need it. If
0: that's okay to say, well, yeah, no, no, no but This is a this is a no judgment area. Um, <laughs> what? Well, why? But then I'll, I'll ask the sort of life coaching question. Why? Why is that? Why don't you feel like you need it?
1: Um, because I know my own head, and like I said, when I put my mind something, I I will do it. If I ever got to the point again that I would start drinking, um. Then maybe I I would think about it, but for now, I I trust my myself because I feel like I'm four months down the line, and I'm really confident in my decision. So, I mean, I I read books last year. I haven't read any books this this time round. Purely I've got no time to read at the moment. But um, yeah, I think I'm just quite confident in my decision. I guess yeah. I okay. think.
0: I, th- I think we, we've had the conversation before but I, I would say if there was that loneliness where you're looking to connect with people that have gone through similar things, i.e. a mm-hmm. bit like the sober community on Instagram then potentially there's no harm in giving AA a go purely for that connection element because I think for us humans especially sober humans it's still important to interact with people because yeah, I found personally with myself I start to isolate away if I'm not speaking to friends, if I'm not going to my golf club, if I'm stuck in my own head, that's when I start to sort of recluse yeah. and the old thought processes start coming back.
1: Yeah. No, I would give it a go. Is it like, um, you know, when you go, you see films and stuff and they all stand up and, <laughs> and have that thing. Is that not how it is? <laughs> I think
0: uh, so is. so the, the, this is a bit of the reason why I'm sort of starting up my own life coaching is to help people through the process of AA because it is a bit like you see in the films. But you also see a lot of celebrities who don't drink. So you've got Tom Hardy, you've got Eminem, you've got Mm -hmm. Denzel Washington, you've got some of the best actors in the world that no longer drink Mm -hmm. because they've gone through the AA. It it gives you this deep dive into your personality. But its preconceptions don't help the younger community want to go because of what they've seen in film. Yeah, I was the same, I was yeah. exactly the same until I went and then it's for mental health purposes it's the release you get from being in a room of people talking about their past mm-hmm. and being able to relate mm-hmm. to the story and then they open it up and anyone can talk about how their week's gone so from a talking therapy point alone I was at my best when I was at AA um, okay. just for mental health so yeah. I think there's a different way of viewing AA yes there is a bit of that standing up holding hands and saying serenity prayer yeah but i think generally if you want to be at the best sort of health around similar people then if there's no other options then i would always suggest try aa i I don't suggest any more than that because i fell out of it um after a year um, and that's just the way it is i do things but i know that i need to talk people it's such an important point if i don't talk to people then yeah um it's almost yeah i just end up going back
1: and i mean it's all well and good isn't yeah. it talking to friends and stuff but i think until someone knows how you feel and can relate to what you're saying they can be supportive but they don't quite understand it you know like my mum yeah. for example she, she doesn't quite understand i think in her eyes what i'm doing is quite easy And i did say to her the other day i was like i don't think you realize that some days are a real struggle like just not to drink and i said because it's obviously addictive um but i just don't think unless you've done it or unless you you realize that you've got an issue i don't i don't think people can really relate to you in that way
0: yeah it is true it is true though because until you've actually gone through something yeah you you find it difficult because that's just your normal like not everyone drinks as much as I used to to do as many drugs so it never became an issue for them but when you speak to like-minded people you just sort of connect it just feels easier and don't get me wrong there are still weirdos who don't drink (laughs) Um, like that's just life no no matter what group you go in there'll still be people in AA that um, try and tell you that AA is the only way and if you leave you'll relapse And they're the hardcore people that I sort of didn't like and that was part of the reason why I left AA yeah and they're still around as well
1: is there an AA uh, book do you know or have I made that up yeah well so
0: no no no. so the big book is um what was originally wrote about 100 years ago so in recovery terms for this to still be the main program of recovery yeah is incredible um I just don't think because enough options have come available but the book's very good because it's been modernized you read through it, and it's like stories of you on a night out. So you relate instantly to how they used to drink back in the day. Um, it's amazing. It hasn't really changed. Addiction's still the same as it was then. We just have more forms of addiction with new types of drugs and various other niches of addiction that have popped up as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's a powerful read. Um, but I gave you that recommendation for the Gorski Understanding to understand the 12 steps because... Yeah. From a, psych- yes. from a psychological point of view, that's more interesting to me because it, it sort of explains the 12 steps from a psychiatrist's point of view. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a good, good way of getting into it rather than going into the big book because it is a big, big old read. But it's, it's all good. I think the knowledge at the end of the day, if you are struggling with uh, addiction or trying to find ways of connecting with people, then just give AA a go. Like it really did help me. Um, yeah. and I'm always of the mindset, just give it a go. Like, the worst thing that happens is you spend an hour in a meeting and you don't like it at all. And then,
1: <laughs> and then you just go out. Out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to give that a go. Well, I have to look into it then. So they must, they're, they're all over the place, aren't they? So there must be one near me. But,
0: oh, they're, they're everywhere. This is the thing. If you try and tell someone who who, who drinks, but they've never, hurt, like, never drunk too much and needed help away, And you tell them the amount of meetings there are, especially around me. Like, There's one every five minutes, I reckon, in terms of drugs, sex, gambling. I mean, like, if you've had a lot of problems like I did, I could be going to meetings five times a day. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Everything's about balance, and this is the whole thing I life coach on. You need to make sure you balance it. You're not 100% recovery, which some people in AA are. But you try and get the right thing. Like you said, you you know what makes you tick, what doesn't make you tick. So you just have to do things that put you in a positive frame of life.
1: Yeah, I think I do think that's really important, isn't it, really? If you're if you're if anything inside you is saying I shouldn't I don't want to do this or I don't think I should go because I don't trust myself, I think that's you should just listen to that, shouldn't you? And just be like, right, I I'm not going to this as difficult as it is that's what i do now if i don't want to do something i just say no and i've always been someone that says yes so um i just think that's really important especially early sobriety just don't go out your way to do something that you don't want to do if you can get out of it which most of the time you can can't you really so um should
0: we touch should we touch on the fact you're a vegan as well have we got enough time for that (laughs)
1: Sober vegan, watch out.
0: (laughs) To be fair, there there are a few of you. There definitely is a few of you on. There's uh,
1: actually people that have got sober vegan Instagram. I might have to change my name. (laughs) They've actually got sober. Like if you Google, if you Instagram at the top sober vegan, there's loads of posts. But you see, you're you're touching on that vegan thing though, didn't you? Because you said to me, didn't you, you? Do you think. Covid nineteen would be here if we all ate vegan, and I said no. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> it's, well,
0: did, potentially it could be true. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't think the world's ready to go vegan just yet. I think, um, no, but it's, it's, it's okay. definitely it's definitely a good lifestyle choice. But I, I definitely all all I personally eat is, uh, chicken game meat, but I definitely see. Yeah, mm. um, <laughs> <That's>, but <laughs> I'm stuck. Well, I think it'd be too much for my parents to handle if I then told them oh, I'm vegan as well now. Right? <laughs> uh,
1: no, to be my mum was quite good, but my grandma, when she found out, got she still text my mum now saying, "Can Amy eat potatoes?" It's like, oh bloody hell! Like, she had no idea what I eat.
0: <laughs> Can Amy eat potatoes? You're like Mrs. Potato Woman. That's all you I eat. No, oh, was
1: stupid <laughs> question. <laughs> huh. That's sir. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's so, what's the yeah. uh,
0: what's the future hold now then? Because I know you're busy studying all the time.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Again, I, I honestly I couldn't be drinking and doing this degree and working. I just, I physically, there is no way in hell that I could do that because you know you just don't function, do you? And hungover, it just doesn't work. So, what does my future hold? I don't know. Carry on not drinking. Um, carry on working hard on my degree and. See what happens. I'm not going to be going to the pub on Saturday though, like everyone else seems. No. To be.
0: Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, isn't I, it, to think, like, I think
1: I need to have it. They can't the open.
0: Pub... Huh? Sorry, go. On.
1: No, are you about to say what I was... You can't open the gyms, but you can open the pub. Yeah, it's I crazy, mean, it? it's nuts.
0: Like, don't get me wrong. If three years ago I wouldn't have been bothered. I would have been down the pub from uh, six o'clock in the morning.
1: So, yeah. Um, Oh, ultimately, but, would have been. I if if I was drinking, I would have been there the, the moment they open the pubs tomorrow. I wouldn't have cared. Like I would just be, oh my god, finally we can go to the pub. But now, even the thought of going there for like a lime and soda just isn't appealing, is it? With all those drunk people around, no, thank you. <laughs> could not
0: think of anything. Yeah, before. and that's okay. it, yeah, that's the other thing as well. I, I can sort of see the reasons why they don't open indoor gyms at all. The super spreading, as, as they called it, but um, I
1: just think it's weird, don't you, yeah, they open McDonald's and they open pubs, two things that are linked to killing people, you know obviously bad diet and then drinking, yet they won't open the gym and I was at the gym actually the day before, no the day that they were all closed and they had the treadmills, like two, two were closed off and then you could only use one and I was thinking it's probably safer to go to the gym than it is to go to a pub because they're not going to be able to do the social distancing, are they, when people get drunk? and then, no. when all and then out
0: that's... And <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Yeah, dirty t- t- drinkers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're supposed to be going to Portugal, aren't you? But oh, yeah. that wasn't Sorry, included on the list today.
1: saying, just research oh, it, Sean, awesome. and you won't eat it ever again. That's chicken. <laughs>
0: Are you are you a vegan, Craig? If you're still there, Craig, are you a vegan? I doubt you are, but.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I was well. I was supposed to be in Portugal now, actually, but I've changed my flights until the twenty to the twenty second of August for nearly three weeks. But it's not. I don't think they're accepting UK residents yet. I don't know what's going on. Um, so I, I personally don't think it's going to happen, but i would go if, if i can go i'm not really worried about this virus thing so i would go but we'll see what happens but
0: no no um just enjoying the british weather actually to be fair it's been all right like i know lockdowns lockdown but the weather's been pretty good and i've been able to play golf so i'm living the dream
1: <laughs> yeah next week looks nice you get your carrot oil whatever you use <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, hang on. So, our, our resident vegan, uh, Craig. 18. So you were doing it for eighteen months. So, so you were vegan I'm for eighteen not. months.
1: It's not anymore. Oh That's wow.
0: Betty, now, <laughs> now it can. Can. That's good. So,
1: That's did good. you
0: feel better for it, Craig?
1: See, I was a vegetarian for six years before I went vegan. It is a it is a slow process for some people. Well, most people, because it is a big change.
0: Yeah, well this is like me, I'm on chicken, but once the chicken goes, I'm 100% veggie. Um, salad every day at school. Of course, oh well, yeah, provide lunches. Wasn't appealing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, potentially we could do another one of these in the future, but talking about veganism. Um, <laughs> fellow
1: vegans on. Yeah. We'll at say which point? At huh?
0: Uh, yeah yeah. so we'll do that but th- thanks very much for coming on and sharing everything because it's really good for people when they do watch the videos that they relate I, I think it's important not to feel like you're the only person who goes through all these yeah. various and emotions that, you know and... if
1: anyone watches this and does just want to chat then obviously my inbox is always open just in case because yeah like you said it's lonely isn't it so it's just nice knowing that you've got people there
0: yeah um, right. And then, Thank if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to strip the audio off this and put it in a podcast for a couple of weeks' time as well. Yeah. Um, yeah just yeah. so we'll spread the uh, spread the word, the word as it were. Um, but yeah, have a good weekend, and we'll chat shortly.
1: All right. Thank nice you. One. Thank yeah. you. Bye.